Welcome to Weekend Ag Matters from the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network. Join us for an in-depth look at Iowa agriculture. Here's your host, Mark Magnuson. Hello and welcome to Weekend Ag Matters on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network. In this week's episode, Riley Smith is joined by Michelle Book, CEO of the Food Bank of Iowa. Dustin speaks with Iowa 4-H Executive Director Emily Severade, and Russ Parker provides his faith-based segment. Let's turn our attention now to this week's news headlines. The Iowa Pork Producers Association is partnering with four Iowa State University football players to promote the pork industry through an NIL, Name, Image, and Likeness deal. Cyclones Miles Purchase, Tyler Moore, Tommy Hammond, and Caleb Bacon are leading the new Purchase More Ham and Bacon marketing campaign. The goal is obviously to push Iowans to buy pork products. More specifically, they want you to purchase more ham and bacon. October is National Pork Month, a.k.a. Porktober, and this promotion will be part of that month-long celebration. The Iowa Pork Producers Association will run ads on social media featuring the four players surrounded by delicious Iowa pork, strategically using their names to encourage pork consumption. In conjunction with the NIL partnership, the Iowa Pork Producers Association will donate $1,000 of pork to each player's food pantry of choice. Iowa Secretary of Agriculture Mike Nag announced this week that the Iowa Department of Agriculture and Land Stewardship will again offer its crop insurance discount program for acres that are planted with cover crops. Farmers and landowners who plant fall cover crops will have the opportunity to apply for a $5 per acre discount on their spring crop insurance premiums. Farmers and landowners may start enrolling in the crop insurance discount program on December 1st. To qualify for the program, the cover crop acres cannot be enrolled in other state or United States Department of Agriculture Natural Resources Conservation Service cost share programs. Now in its seventh year, this innovative program has become a model for other states as well as the federal government. To date, nearly 2,000 farmers have enrolled over 1 million acres of cover crops in the program. More information is available at the cleanwateriowa.org website. And the National Corn Growers Association pushed back against commentary made by a science advisory board with the Environmental Protection Agency. The board questioned the effectiveness of ethanol in lowering greenhouse gas emissions. Quote, there is no shortage of studies in the environmental benefits of corn ethanol, NCGA CEO Neil Kasky told the advisory board members. That's all the time we have this week for news headlines. Let's turn it over now to Russ Parker for his faith-based segment here on Weekend Ag Matters on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network. In these days, doesn't it seem to be a natural part of life to hear about all the troubles and challenges going on in this world? People shooting each other, the back-and-forth banter of politics, the economy going to hell in handbasket, people seemingly just looking for something to disagree and fight about. What reminded me of this was a song I listened to recently sung by Louis Armstrong. And I'm sure you know it. It's called What a Wonderful World. And I think you'll agree it's a simple song and certainly doesn't solve all the problems and woes of the world, but it, oddly enough, put me in a different frame of mind. My mother often says, don't take away my blessing, and I think she's got it right. It takes an action to produce a desired result, and in this process, the integral component is the condition of the heart motivating the giver of the blessing. 
I think some of those quote-unquote conditions include grace, joy, understanding, forgiveness, empathy, the fruits of the Spirit. In my life, and I'm sure yours too, far too often I clench my fist, unbridle my tongue, and become a contributor to the challenges and troubles of this world. These are momentary lacks of discipline and grace, often short-lived but long remembered. Why I beat myself up this way, I do not know. And saying it's because I'm a human is a poor excuse. So in this time, even if it's just for a moment, let's focus on recognizing and confirming our blessings, the good in our lives, and maybe even take a forward step to extend a blessing to someone else. I think Louis Armstrong points us in the right direction. The colors of the rainbow so pretty in the sky, and also on the faces of people going by. I see friends shaking hands saying, how do you do? They are really saying, I love you. And the Apostle Paul in Colossians 3.12 describes the process perfectly. Therefore, as God's chosen one, holy and dearly loved, put on compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Food for thought, I hope. This is Russ Parker. Have a blessed day. Thanks, Russ. Up next, Riley Smith will visit with Michelle Book, CEO of the Food Bank of Iowa, for segment number two of Weekend Ag Matters here on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network. Whether you're a Cyclone or Hawkeye football fan, we can all root for biodiesel this season. Made from soybeans grown right here in Iowa, biodiesel helps improve the air we breathe, gives consumers choice at the pump, and supports the farmers who make it possible. This clean-burning fuel even powers the game day buses for the Iowa and Iowa State football teams. So whether you're on the field or in the field, Make the play of the game by choosing biodiesel as your fuel of choice. This message was brought to you by the Iowa Soybean Association, powered by the Soybean Checkoff, driven to deliver for Iowa soybean farmers. Welcome back to Weekend Ag Matters. Here's Riley Smith. Smithfield Foods and hy partnered together to donate several tons of food, or over 100,000 servings, to the Food Bank of Iowa this past week. The donation will provide high-quality protein to people in 55 Iowa counties who are struggling with food insecurity. Had the chance to talk with Michelle Book, CEO of the Food Bank of Iowa, about the high meat prices on the shelves and how that makes protein donations especially important right now. Oh, we're just thrilled. Protein is really difficult for a lot of Iowans to, to afford at the grocery store right now. So this fresh, lean, clean pork product will go out to 55 counties immediately. We'll put it in inventory today. The orders will be picked and pulled, and it will be in 55 Iowa counties later this week. You know, a big topic from that presentation today is, you know, you think that food insecurity, it's like, oh, it has to be somewhere else. It doesn't happen near me. But we know that it does happen in the state, and it's a, a big issue that we see in the state. And to see 100,000 meals get donated, I mean, what a huge boon to have in that effort. Yeah, we're grateful for the partnership with Smithfield and Hy-Vee both. It takes the whole community coming together to solve a big societal issue like this one, like hunger. And it's one of those things as well where they mentioned, if you can do good, do it. So when we have Hy-Vee, they're rounding up on their grocery purchases to the nearest dollar to donate the money to food banks. We've got Smithfield, they have the capacity to donate. Even Hy-Vee stores at the local level are donating 
you know, extra food that they have, and it's all in the mission of making sure that nobody goes hungry. Well, we're all in the business of feeding people, Smithfield, Hy-Vee, and Food Bank of Iowa, so it makes sense that we would come together in this effort of making sure food insecure Iowans can put food on the table as well. And Michelle, of course, last time we talked about this new expansion that we're standing in right now. What a great usage uh, of this new expansion to bring this donation in, right? Well, we just took possession of a brand new, very large freezer June 1st, and uh, this will help fill it up. It won't stay long. It's going to come in. It's going to go right out again. But this is why we built the expansion, so we can accept more frequent and larger donations of, of meat and produce. Michelle, hopefully we get to see so many more of these donations come in and as quickly as, as possible. Thanks for taking the time to visit with us. And, of course, we know we have some more meals to pack, right? Well, absolutely. Folks are going to be working in the Volunteer Center today. This was a great opportunity for us to kick off our, our meet the need, meet M-E-A-T campaign uh, this fall. So if you can contribute to meet the need, uh, go to foodbankiowa.org to contribute. Or if you need help right now, go to Food Bank Iowa, click the get help button to find a pantry near you. Also had the chance to talk with Nate Stewart. He's the district store director of the Hy-Vee in Waukee about their involvement with this generous donation. Now, Nate, we just had a great uh, kind of presentation here of a donation between a partnership of you guys and Smithfield Foods to bring hundreds of thousands of tons of, of food to the Food Bank of Iowa. Uh, just tell us a little bit about uh, this donation today. Well, this donation from Smithfield is just exceptional, and the Food Bank of Iowa and all the food banks we deal with just do an amazing job keeping people going. Um, the amount of uh, pork products that they delivered today will equate to 30,000 meals. Uh, and that's part of our 100 million meal challenge that Hy-Vee committed to last October. And to have a supplier partner like Smithfield to step up this big is just incredible for us. Right, and obviously uh, a lot of this on your guys' end is through uh, the you know, 100 meals and everything, and, and having that many meals, of course, as well uh, through your project. Uh, just tell us a little bit about how that project goes, especially as you mentioned during the presentation, uh, with just rounding up uh, for those uh, food, especially when people are making those purchases at, at uh, Hy-Vee. Absolutely. So our chairman challenged with us with this last October, and our goal was to, to partner with a lot of our suppliers, and we would run special ads and do certain things to help raise money, and the, our suppliers would donate some of that money, but the other part of it is our customers are donating every time they shop. We have a roundup program where a customer can round up to the nearest dollar on their grocery order. Overwhelmingly, our customers are so incredibly generous. Most of the time, it's a yes and a vast majority of the time it's a yes, but every single day, every single transaction, people are giving their neighbors the ability to have meals. And that's what we're all about in the Midwest. So it's just a wonderful thing to see happen. And it's just the little things too, right? Because it might not seem that, you know, 35 cents that you donate when you round up might not seem like a lot, but when we get hundreds of thousands of people, you know, every day going through, rounding up a little bit, that adds up super fast. And that's what allows donations like this to happen, right? Absolutely. You know, when you look at the scale of Hy-Vee, you know, we're, we're approaching 300 stores. So you take 300 stores, type that many transactions, and it can be a dime or a nickel or 20 or 30 cents, whatever that is. But the sheer volume of that going through really does add up. And it, you know, it's cliche to say every little bit matters, but it really does. That's how you get to 100 million meals. It's every day, all day long. Now, Nate, of course, uh, this isn't the only donation you guys are partnering up on. Just tell us a little bit more about uh, some more of your food donation efforts. Um, a lot of our local markets um, take care of their local food banks, and we've been very involved with this. We'll do several of these throughout the year. 
Um, we'll, we'll do campaigns where we work with our supplier partners to say, hey, if you have extra product or you want to work on something, we'll, we'll, we'll do a promotion with your product, but we would like a donation as you know, payment for that promotion or whatever that might be. Or we'll just at our local stores with our local food pantries, you know, we have bakery goods and some things like that that they'll come get up and it just helps them complete a meal for somebody. So it literally is as grassroots as it could possibly be. Each store location working with each food pantry in their town literally every single day trying to help them get there. Damage cans in the back room or cans that we have long on or things that we want to move instead of marking them down and selling them at a reduced retail, we just give it away because we have the ability to do great things. So that's our job is to do great things to help our communities. Of course, none of this donation would be possible without someone to provide the food as well. Jonathan Tom, Senior Community Development Manager of Smithfield Foods, talked about how this donation fits in with their Helping Hungry Homes campaign. Smithfield just partnered with Hy-Vee to donate 100,000 meals to the Food Bank of Iowa. Jonathan, this is a massive donation to have. Just tell us a little bit about this effort. Yeah, you know, we're so excited to be here in the Food Bank of Iowa, right? Smithfield's a food company, so feeding people is what we do. And we make donations of protein just like this to food banks all over the country. But when it's a in a community that we call home, like Iowa uh, and, and the Des Moines uh, community here, it just means a little bit more, touches your heart, and makes you feel good about giving back and supporting uh, these places where our employees live, work, and, and raise their families. So uh, on the truck over here, we just presented the donation of over 120 thousand servings of protein uh, that are going to get out into the community and really make a difference for those who need it most. And of course that protein, those pork products that are being donated today, pork being one of the most nutrient dense proteins that you can donate to a food bank and obviously the food bank needs that right now with their uh, Meet the Need campaign. Uh, you know, just a great partnership to have, the opportunity with Hy-Vee having the funds through their rounding up, you guys having the meat supply and the food bank having the ability to give that to people who need it. Yeah, I think it's a wonderful example that everyone has a role to play in the fight against hunger, right? So whether you are a, a food producer like Smithfield Foods, uh, making this donation of, of protein products that are really the type of, of uh, a product that the food bank needs the most, as you mentioned, whether you're Hy-Vee making a difference both in your stores and out in the community, or the folks here at the food bank making sure that the product that we're donating are getting into the hands of the folks who need it most uh, or if you're just somebody at home making you know uh, financial donations canned food donations or volunteering your time uh, your talents to come in and, and uh, uh, support the food bank in their mission we all have a part that we can play right it's like you guys mentioned earlier if you can do good do it and we see that on display here today but as you just said too it doesn't have to be massive donations that are made to these food banks it can be small monetary donations uh, farmers have extra meat in their freezers to donate uh, it's really anything that can be donated should be because it's a it's a big effort yeah absolutely uh, you know when when we look at it uh, as I mentioned before we're a food company so feeding people is what we do whether that means in the grocery store or out in the communities where we operate we believe believe in giving back to our communities and making a difference. And of course, this part of your guys' uh, Helping Hungry Homes campaign. Tell us a little bit about that campaign and some, uh, some of the other efforts that you guys have been making as well. Sure. So Helping Hungry Homes is Smithfield's signature hunger relief program. Uh, we started the program back in 2008 as a way to not only make donations of protein, but also help raise awareness of hunger and food insecurity across the country. Uh, oftentimes, we like to think that these are issues that affect someone else somewhere else, and, and that couldn't be further from the truth. Uh, these are issues that are prevalent in every single community across the country. So uh, by working with Feeding America and the National Network of Food Banks, we're able to make donations like this while also raising awareness of these types of issues. Uh, outside of hunger relief, Smithfield's very passionate about education and community vitality in the places where we operate. So giving back and, and just making a difference, making sure that the communities are better because of our presence there. 
And Jonathan, if our listeners and viewers want to just kind of keep up to date on Smithfield's efforts with the Helping Hungry Homes and just in general, how can they do that? Absolutely. They can follow us on social media at Smithfield Foods on, you know, all of the different platforms, uh, as well as checking us out on uh, on our website, smithfieldfoods.com, uh, or following our sustainability reporting in the future. Jonathan, thanks for taking the time to visit with us. And of course, next we have some meals to pack. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we're so excited to be able to uh, pack up some some uh, potatoes to go along with our donation of pork products here today, uh, just making a real difference for the Food Bank and their clients. For more information on this donation and more, visit foodbankiowa.org. And that's it for segment two of this week's show. When we come back, Dustin talks with Emily Severid. She is the executive director of the Iowa 4-H Foundation. This is Weekend Ag Matters. Hi, my name is Shannon Muller, and I've been a certified crop advisor in Iowa for two years. The Iowa CCA program is valuable to me because it provides additional opportunities to learn about research and solutions for current agronomic challenges, not just locally, but from around the world. To learn more about becoming a certified crop advisor, visit iowacca.org. Welcome back to Weekend Ag Matters. Here's your host, Dustin Hoffman. Well, Sunday is the official start of National 4-H Week, and it is a very important organization here in the state of Iowa, working with the youth around the state, getting them ready for leadership opportunities and giving them life skills that are going to serve them well throughout the future. Had a chance to talk with Iowa 4-H Executive Director Emily Severade, and this is what she had to say about the commemoration of the 4-H this week. We're talking right now with Emily Severade. She is the Executive Director of the 4-H Foundation here in Iowa. Emily, thanks so much for taking the time to visit with us today. Hey, thank you. We sure appreciate you having us. So as we have you here on the program, we're at the beginning of National 4-H Week going on now until the 7th. Let's talk a little bit about the importance of having a, having a recognition like National 4-H Week and talk a little bit about what the, what the program means to these kids. That's right. You know, uh, we celebrate National 4-H Week the first full week of October every year, which is great because it really does coincide with the new 4-H year. So we're really talking about 4-H. We're talking about the impact of 4-H. And we're hoping that uh, we get some more kids involved in the program as well. Uh, Here in Iowa, 4-H reaches over 124,000 young people. We're really proud of uh, what 4-H does and what 4-H is for those young people across the state. But we know that 4-H can benefit all young people, no matter where they live. And so we want to encourage more kids and more families to get involved with the program. And that kind of brought me to my next point there. You know, we, we see, and most of our people out there, our viewers, when they think of 4-H, they think of those animals at the county and the state fairs. But 4-H is so much more than that. And it's more than just agriculture. There's a lot of life lessons that can be, are beneficial to kids who live in urban areas as well. That's absolutely right. You know, uh, the the history of 4-H and the roots of 4-H are certainly in ag and our traditional county fair and our livestock projects are still really, really important parts of the 4-H program. In fact, I'd argue that uh, there are few ways to learn some of those life lessons than uh, trying to break a calf or, or raising <laughs> raising animals and raising livestock. So certainly those are, are, are great opportunities for kids. But 
not every single kid has that opportunity. And so how do they find a place for themselves in 4-H? How do they find a passion that they're excited about and passionate about and think about ways that they can, can, as you said, learn some of those things beyond kind of that content information, right? So we, we kind of say that it doesn't matter whether you're you're, uh, you know, raising a, raising a hog, maybe you're baking bread or refinishing grandma's uh, uh, sofa table, or, or maybe you're building a rocket or um, using robotics, regardless of what your passion area is and what you're, you're invested in and what you're learning about. Through 4-H, young people are learning how to be good team members. They're learning how to be a leader. They're learning how to communicate what they know and what they've learned about. And they're learning about how they can contribute to their community at large. And those really are the, the skills that we know that young people need as they move into leadership positions, as they grow into adulthood. Those are the things that are going to make a difference. And the fun things that they get to do and the, 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 the projects and the programs, it's just really a great way for them to get those life skills. Now, one of those important parts of National 4-H Week as well is 4-H Giving Day. And that's going to be October 3rd and 4th. You want to tell us a little bit about what that's all about? Absolutely. Uh, you know, of course, to, to keep a program like 4-H running, it takes a lot of uh, contributions, to be honest, from, from individuals, from business partners. A lot of people come together to hate, help make the 4-H program possible and make some of those extra things possible for young people. So during National 4-H Week, noon to noon on October 3rd through 4th is an opportunity for alumni, friends, really to come together to give a little bit back to their 4-H program. So folks can give either to a specific program area that they're passionate about, they can give to a specific county, or they can direct their gift to go to the greatest need and, and we'll put those dollars to work where, where they're needed most here in the 4-H program. And then, of course, it's a great chance for alumni to share stories, uh, those stories of impact. We love seeing folks's uh, uh, maybe photos from their time in 4-H. I love to pull out my record book and uh, question some of my hairstyle or uh, <laughs> our clothing choices from uh, my days in 4-H and fourth grade and whatnot. But uh, really just a great time to reminisce, share the impact and the story of the 4-H program, raise the money, of course, to help the 4-H program, and then maybe we get some more families involved as well. Yeah, and in fact, as you mentioned that, talking about the remembrance, we on the other side of my camera right now, my producer is one of those alumni members of 4-H, and he talks uh, quite a bit about it, and he's still very uh, interested and in, in, in involved with what happens and he's always there to make sure they're covered at the state fair and, and around the county fairs as well, that we're shining that light on those kids because that is a big part of what we see at those events and we want to make sure that they're supported. But, you know, what other things are we making sure that are, are noted during National F, uh, sorry, National 4-H Week? Got ahead of myself there. Uh, <laughs> what other things are we making sure that we're sharing with other members uh, out there, uh, other citizens of Iowa? You know, really just thinking about the breadth of, of things that the 4-H program offers. Um, we tend to think about 4-H during that county fair season and that state fair season. And then, of course, as, as you mentioned, love highlighting the work that those young people are doing throughout the year to, to raise those animals. But uh, to, to show that different side of 4-H and what are some things that are happening that uh, might pique the interest of a, a kid who doesn't have that livestock background or that ag background. Uh, one of my, my favorite newer programs in 4-H is 4-H soccer. What a great opportunity for young people to gather around a sport that maybe they're interested in or they're passionate about. And so they're learning about soccer uh, in a semi-competitive 
location, but they're also learning about the importance of being active, how to be a good team member. And so again, those really great life skills are packaged within this program that gets kids excited. Uh, the other thing that 4-H is really focusing on is that career development. And how do you find a place for yourself as a young person in, in, in the future as, as it relates to secondary education? What are you doing after high school? What are you doing after you go on to maybe a four-year degree or a two-year degree or a trade school? What's that career path look like for you? And how, does those, how do those careers, can they bring you back to your community and how do they engage you in commu your community and really helping young people find their place, what they're passionate about? Well, obviously, a lot of information for our viewers, our listeners to, to think about. If they want to find out more information about 4-H, maybe where they can get involved, how they can be involved, you know, and see if there are interests in the program that work for them or their children, how do they find that information? Absolutely. Uh, so there's an extension office in every single county, plus uh, an extra one in Pottawatomie County. So 100 extension offices across the state. Uh, if you visit extension.iastate.edu slash 4-H, you can find the contact information for your local office and find a way to get kids or grandkids involved or, or maybe find a volunteer opportunity to, to give back as well. Uh, and, and this week during National 4-H Week, visit iowa4hgivingday.org. And that's an opportunity to see what counties are up to and also maybe make a gift to, to give back to 4-H. All right. Well, Emily Severate's been our guest here. She is the executive director of the Iowa 4-H Foundation. Emily, thanks so much for taking the time to visit with us. Thank you. We sure appreciate it. That again was Iowa 4-H Foundation Executive Director Emily Severade here on Weekend Ag Matters. And that brings us to the end of this week's program. You can find all our content online at iowaagnet.com. You can find all of our programs, including replays of Weekend Ag Matters and our newest daily program, Iowa Ag Matters. I host with Andy Peterson here on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network. You can check that out as well. Don't forget about our free market podcast. You can find them on Google, Amazon, Apple, Spotify, and Podbean. From the IARN studios in Des Moines, I'm Dustin Hoffman. Thanks to Riley Smith, Mark Magnuson, and Russ Parker for joining us here this week. See you again next time on Weekend Ag Matters. <laughs>